Guys, thank you so much for joining us for this special online worship experience. It's been a crazy year. It's been an awesome year. And man, it has been a fast year. We have seen tons of people give their life to Jesus. We've seen tons of people baptized. We've seen tons of first-time guests coming to all of our campuses and showing up for the very first time. So God is up to something great. And I cannot wait to see what he has in store for 2022. You know, every time when we come to the end of the year and, you know, I last... We're now that the holidays are over and Christmas is over and things like that. When we come to the end of the year, we now kind of, you know, get back into the fast-paced business mode again. And we're thinking about the new year. And we all have New Year's resolutions. Resolutions. We always talked about the things we're going to do better in. You begin to make your plans. Like, this is the year you're going to exercise, right? Like, you got to put the Oreos down if you're going to do that. You know what I'm saying? You better practice what you preach. This is the year we're going to get out of debt. You better cut those credit cards up if this is going to be the year you're going to do that. So we set these goals. and There's nothing wrong with goals. There's nothing wrong with having, you know, a godly ambition to be a better husband, a better mom, a better, you know, a friend or a better business person or a better investor, whatever it may be for you. There's nothing wrong with those things. We always have to get to the motive, though, of why we want to be better. And so, you know, at the end of the year, I'm always thinking through things. Okay, what worked in 2021? What could be better in 2022? What do I need to improve on in my life? What do we need to do better as a corporate, as a body, as a church? What are some things we walk through? And so today, I just want to share with you really what I am praying for the year 2022. And I want to invite every single one of us to pray this together. I want you to pray this for you individually. I want you to pray this for your family. I want you to pray this uh, if you have a business for your business. I want you to pray that for our church that God would do something great. And so really I'm going to walk you through these things because when we get to the end of the year, here's the question I have for you. You know, can you see any transformation? Can you see any change from this past year? From January to the day, are you a little bit more patient? You know, do you love a little bit more? You don't throw stones a little bit more at other people? You, you, you cut back on gossiping? You know what I'm saying? Have you grown in your faith? Have you grown as a, you know, a spouse? Have you grown as a friend? Have you grown as a follower of Jesus? Or have you just been on cruise control? It's just the same thing, right? Just another day, another year. Let's go. It's, just, it's more of the same. Well, I, I, I'm going to encourage you that if you will really take to heart what I'm going to share with you right now, if you'll begin to earnestly pray this, I believe that God's going to do something big in your life. In fact, I, I believe that. I believe that 2022, we're going to see people come home. It's like a homecoming. At least that's what's in my spirit, that we're going to see the Big C Church, you know, something God's going to do great in people's lives and draw men and women to himself. And that's what I'm praying. I'm praying for revival to break out in 2022 all across the churches in the country and the the world, especially right here in Eastern Kentucky, though. I just really want to see God do something great. And so for that to happen, we got to ask God, right? He says, we have not because we ask not. So what are some things that we could be praying and that we can ask God for? So if you have your Bibles, it's going to, it's back in the Old Testament. I want you to go to First Chronicles chapter 4. If you have to go to the front of your Bibles to find it, that's okay. You can gra- grab your Bible app and it should be listed at the top on your version Bible app. Go to First Chronicles chapter 4. I have two verses that I want to share today. Two verses. And in these two verses, there's a person whose name that we don't talk about much. You don't hear about him. 
In fact, it wasn't about 22 years ago or so, back in 2000, that, that a guy wrote a book about this one character on these two verses that kind of exploded in the Christian world. And, and people began to pray this specific prayer over their life and in their life and through their life. And God began to show up and do some really incredible things. And so as I thought about that, I thought, man, this is the time, right? Two decades have passed that we come back together corporately. And listen, today it's kind of twofold. I want this for you but I want this for us. And so I'm just gonna give you a sneak peek into what I'm praying for 2022, and I wanna invite you to join me and join us corporately as we begin to pray through this. And so in 1 Chronicles chapter four, verse nine, the Bible says there's a guy named Jabez. Now, if you've been around the Christian world before, you've probably heard about this guy. If you've never heard of Jabez, great, awesome, because you're gonna hear about this, this dude because we don't know much about him. We don't know really anything about what happens after this. We just know that in the midst of, of time and trial and pain in his life. He cries out, he prays, and God answers his prayer. So in verse nine, it says, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. So there was something special about him. He was more honorable than his brothers. His mother named him Jabez because she said, I gave birth to him in pain. Now, I, I'm not a mom, and uh, we love moms, and we're so thankful for moms, and so uh, I think when guys just kind of read that, we don't get it, but moms, you do. And so she, he was birthed in pain, and that was his name. In fact, his name means pain. We'll get that just in a moment. So Jabez, this is when he was older, not when he was a baby. So there's a long time between verse 9 and 10. The Bible doesn't tell us how long, but we know he's now an adult. He's grown up, and he cries out, and this is what he cries out in verse 10. He cries out to God and he says, oh, that you will bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And then the Bible says, and God granted his request and never hear about it again. And the little snip right here in the Old Testament, a character that no one talks about makes these four crazy audacious prayer requests. And the Bible says, God answers his prayer prayer, who answered him. Now, there's some things real quick we do know about Jabez. One, he was more respectable from his, from his other brothers. Two, that he, his name means pain because he was born in sorrow. Now, again, going back to this, you know, I, again, moms, we're so thankful for moms and glad we have moms and all that stuff. But I, I don't know if the context is saying that he was born in pain because that's kind of given, right? You know that? There is no epidurals here. Come on now. You know what I'm talking about, right? And I'll never forget, like when my first son was born, you know, it's our first time experience. He, he, he actually was born early. So we just went for a checkup. And while we was at the checkup, they said, hey, I know it's about six or seven weeks before your, your baby boy's going to get here, but you're going to the hospital and you're not leaving the hospital till he's born. And I'm like, oh my goodness. I I didn't pack my laptop. I didn't get everything we need, right? You know, what to expect when expecting book doesn't talk about what to do in this time. And so we go to the hospital, you know, everything's cool, everything's good. You know, I'm like, I got, I'm composed. And next thing you know, we get late at night and all of a sudden they're, they're trying to stop my wife from having contractions and they're trying to stop the baby from being born. And so all night long, I'm sitting there holding my wife's hand and I'm watching this monitor go up and down, up and down. And I can see when the contractions are coming. And I, and I know because right when it comes, my hand's gonna be broken and I'm gonna hear a large screech and she would squeeze my hand and scream and then she'd fall back to sleep and so I'm begging the nurse give this girl some medicine now and they said oh we can't do that we're we're trying to stop the baby I said don't stop it let him come now like this get this over so all night long I'm begging them to give her an epidural and then once she got the epidural she's like yo what's up like hey you know, you know let's go like I mean it's like oh sh so thank goodness for epidurals and and if you're strong enough maybe for some state all that's another drug but we'll talk about 
that, that later. But she was born in pain. That's a given. But there's something going on right now in the world of the Israelites. They're in a lot of pain. There's a lot of sorrow. And there's a lot of suffering. And so when she gives birth back then, today it really doesn't mean that much to us. I mean, I guess it does. You kind of name your kid after, you know, someone in your family or someone that's maybe meant the world to you or someone who inspired you. But back then, your name was your character. It was who you were going to become. And so maybe the mom saw that not only am I birthed in pain, but you're born into a very painful world. And there's going to have pain in your life, Jabez, because it's very sorrowful what's going on into the, into the Israelites' life right now. And we know that. We see that in our own world, right? We're pain and suffering all around us, where there's chaos all around us, right in the midst of it. And so, and so she goes, listen, you're going to have trouble as you get older. Well, let me tell you something out. That was his name. Could you imagine being raised up as a little boy? Because your name is your character, it's who you are. And so all his life, he was reminded that he was birthed in pain, but also he was born in pain into this world. So here's a little boy who just had pain his whole life. Maybe not physical pain to him, but emotional pain because of the baggage that he carries, one from his inheritance, but two from the Israelites and what's going on in the world around him. So he cries out and he cries these four requests that I'm asking you today that you will pray these four things right now for your family, for your life, for your business, it doesn't matter, for your career, for our church, for the Big C Church, that you will begin to pray this. And listen, I wanna know what God does in your life. I mean, literally, like you begin to pray and when God shows up, because he will, he will show up. I want to hear your story. Man, you can email me at pastor at betterlife.church. I would love to hear how when you begin to pray these things that God showed up in your life. So you can pause it. If you, if you can pause it, grab something and write this down. These are the four prayers that I'm going to ask you to pray over the next several, several weeks in your life, especially as we go into 2022, because this is what I'm praying that God does right here at Better Life Church, but also in my own life. So here's the first thing. We're going to pray the same thing that Jabez prayed. The first thing you're going to pray is this. Lord, bless me. God, I want you to bless me. Now, when's the last time you've asked God just to bless you? Like, not that someone sneezed. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, like someone, not just prayed over you, blessed the food and the hands that prepared it, you know, wherever that came from. Like, I, like what about the rest of, you know, people? But anyway, that's another one too. As well. When's the last time you said, God, bless me? Like, God, pour out your blessings upon me. That, God, you would bless me and your blessings would overflow in my life. Because sometimes that may sound selfish, but we know that God answers this prayer because he answered Jabez's prayer. What does he mean when he says, bless me? When he says, bless me, here's what he's praying for. God, I want your supernatural favor to be poured out on my life. God, I want your favor everywhere I go. How many of you right now, you want God's favor in your life? That you want God's supernatural favor. When I go to work tomorrow, God, I want your favor. God, when I walk into that meeting tomorrow, I want your favor. God, when I go to school as a high school student, God, I need your favor in the midst of everything that's going on in my life. God, when I go to my family back over, over the holiday again or the next holiday, God, please give me favor right? Like I need favor in my life. Jabez says, God, would you grant me an unbelievable, abundant, supernatural favor in my life? Because you know what's so fascinating? When you flip over to the New Testament and you start seeing the word grace, you know that Greek word, it can mean grace or favor, grace or favor. In fact, they're identical to each other. In fact, you really don't know which one is he saying. Is it saying favor? Like this is the grace of God, it's the favor of God. These are the gifts of the Spirit, it's the favor of the Spirit who gives out these, these keros, these grace gifts to us. Like when you get to the, you can't tell the difference. And so what he's just saying is that God, I need your grace. 
I want you to pour your grace out upon me that grants me favor every step I take, everywhere I go, that when I walk into a room, I am the light of the world. I'm showing the light of Christ. I'm the salt of the earth. I want people to begin to thirst for the things of God because what flows out of me. Like, God, I want that blessing. See, automatically our mind goes to material things. God bless me materially. And so we know this, that only God blesses you so you will be a blessing to the people around you. But the problem is there always, a lot of times, there's curses when it comes to blessing. Because what happens a lot of times when we receive the blessings, we take our eyes off the blesser and we're blinded by the blessings. And so when you, listen, when you can pursue God and stay in close with God and say, God, I really, my heart and motives are pure. I want you to bless me that I may be a blessing to other people. And folks, that's what I want you to pray. And here, listen, I'm praying that for our church. God, that you will continue to bless us. God has blessed us. God is blessing us. And I'm here to declare God will bless us as we continue to move in to 2022. So we're asking God to do great things and for God to bless us. God bless me. Pray that for you and your family. Here's the second thing I want you to pray. Same thing that he prays. He says, God, expand my territory. God, will you enlarge my territory, he says in the scripture. God, I want you to expand my territory, which means, God, I want you to expand my influence. Now, what is he saying? God, give me more borders. Expand my borders. Give me more property. Give me more land. Here's what he's saying. Give me more influence in the community. He's not just talking about, I want, hey, you know, more cows and more sheep that I could be rich and wealthy and keep it all to myself. That's what he's saying. He goes, expand my influence in this community. God, use me for goodness and greatness. And folks, I'm praying that you will begin to pray that. I'm praying that. God, would you expand my influence, not only in this county, but the surrounding counties. God, would you expand our influence that Better Life Church list is not just in Grayson and Ashland, but God, give us West Virginia. Move us into Ohio. Give us Eastern Kentucky. I don't know what the Lord has in store, but I'm praying that God will enlarge our territory, that he would grant us favor and give us influence in this region again, that God would do something so great in front of us that only he can get the glory for it and only he can get the credit for it. That's what Jabez is praying. God, would you bless me so much that it will enlarge my influence expand the territory around me. God, give me more reach. Give me more impact. And folks, listen, if you pray that with the right heart and right motive and right reasons, God will do that. God, would you allow me to be more impactful when I go to school to the people around me? God, would you let me be more impactful for my family so help me control what I say and my actions? God, would you let people at work see you in me, give me more influence in their life that I'm able to share the gospel and the hope of the good news? See, there's nothing wrong praying this if your heart and your motives are pure. Because listen, God won't answer it if your motives are not pure. So you gotta ask God to cleanse your heart before you even jump into this. And God, may my heart be pure. Bless me and enlarge my influence. Give me favor amongst everywhere I go. And folks, listen, we've been praying this for 14 years. I never forget when we came here, I began to pray that, God, would you give us favor in this community? God, would you grant us favor in this community? I know we're a new church at Plant. This was 14 years ago, and I know we're just starting, and we're just getting started, and we know nobody. Nobody knows what's going on, but God, may people know who you are, and every step we take, everywhere we go, every venue that we lease or we rent, every, every step that you will grant us favor, and guess what? God did that, and so let's beg God to do it again as he gives us favor in Ashland as we're gonna launch in early 22, our Ashland campus. God, give us favor as you continue to do those great Things. Here's the third thing that he prayed. And you may have prayed this before, but I want you to see this, what he's praying. Not only will you bless me and give me influence, but God, will you be with me? God, will you be 
with me. In fact, he says this, let your hand be with me. Now, it's a little bit different in the Old Testament than it is in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, we saw the Spirit of God would come upon people and God would use them greatly, then the Spirit would go off of them. You know, today, as in, in the New Testament, as those of us who put our faith and trust in Jesus, now we got the Holy Spirit in us. Like God is with us everywhere we go. When you go to work, when you go home, when you go to ball games, it doesn't matter. God is with you everywhere because he is in us for those who have put our faith and trust in Jesus. Now, we know that God is everywhere as well. There's nowhere you can go that God's not there. Turn a stone over, he's there, right? Go to the depths of the street. He goes, I am there. So it's present, but what is he saying that you be with me? What does he mean that his hand be upon me? There's something very significant when you talk about God's hand upon you. It means this, God has given you, given you favor, his hands on you. God has given you power with his hand on you. But listen, here's what it lets you know, it backs you up, that God's presence is with you. Not only is he with you and in you, but a supernatural outpouring of God's favor is upon you when his hand comes on you. And we see that today. We see God uses people greatly. And you've seen that. Like, how does God use them? God's hand is upon them greatly and use them for a mighty good work. That's what I'm praying for you. That's what I'm praying for our church. That's what I'm praying for me, is that God, your hand will be upon us, that you will guide us, you will direct us, you'll give us power, it will be your presence, and we will focus on you. We won't just focus on the blessing, but we'll say focus on the blesser. And never take our eyes off of Jesus because there's something about, if you're not careful, when God begins to bless you, it begins to dull your senses to his presence because now your eyes are on him. And listen, Bear Life Church, God has blessed us hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people giving their life to Jesus. Tons of people have been baptized. I mean, you think about the generations, the lives have been changed, the marriages have been healed, the addictions that have been broken, the prodigals who have come home. You know, how many people have had a second chance because they stepped into the presence of God through the ministry of Bear Life Church? It's unbelievable, but we have not arrived. I mean, there's still so many, there's thousands of people who don't know Christ, and we're praying, God, would you be with us? Will your hand come upon us and use us supernaturally in this region to see lives be changed forever? I want a blessing like that. I don't want a blessing, God, that excludes you. I don't want a blessing that's gonna take my eyes upon you. I'll, I want my eyes to be on you. I want your presence to be with me. Y'all remember Moses, right? God told him what's gonna happen, and Moses says this, I will not go unless you go with me. I am not gonna go unless your presence is with me. What if we begin to pray, God, bless me. God, enlarge my influence around the people around me. God, give me favor at work. Give me favor at home. Give me favor at school. And God, may your hand be upon me that everywhere I go, I walk in power. I walk in the anointing. I walk in the spirit. I walk knowing you've got my back. I, I walk with your presence knowing that you'll never leave me for forsake me. How would our lives change if we really honestly begged God to do that in our life? What would our communities look like if God was really upon a church and used them greatly. And you, could you have even imagined that? That's what I long for and that's what I wanna see happen and that's what I'm believing that 2022 is gonna be. It's gonna be a homecoming, a revival take place where people finally get back to the things of God, back to the basic things and says, you know what? Everything may happen crazy in the world, but it's, I'm gonna keep my eyes on Jesus. That's what I'm praying and I want you to join me and pray that as well. And then here's the last point. Here's the last thing that he prayed. He said, God, bless me, grant me favor that I may have influence around the people around me. May your hand always be on me. And then he says this, God, will you protect me? 
God, will you protect me? He says, keep me from harm so that I might not endure pain. Is that not, I think, fascinating? His name means pain. He's been called pain his whole life. Hey, there goes pain. Because when they say Jabez, that's what it means. Hey, what's up, pain? How's it going, pain? You were born in pain. The world around you is painful. He's known pain his whole life because that's his name. And he gets to the end. He says, God, would you keep me from harm so that I might not endure what they have told me I have been my whole life, which is pain. And God did exactly what he asked. And here's what I'm going to tell you, church. Listen to me. If you're so bold enough to pray this, I'm just going to go on and forewarn you. You need to go on and know this. If you're gonna ask God to bless you and give you supernatural favor, if you're gonna ask God to encourage and enlarge your territory and give you influence over people that you had no idea you had influence over, if you're gonna ask God to put his hand upon you and protect you and guide you and direct you, I promise you this, Satan will take notice. And he knows that, so he begins to pray, God, you protect me. Deliver me from the evil one, we pray in the Lord's prayer or really the disciples' prayer. That you will protect me from the evil one. Why? Because when your hand's upon me and I've got favor and I have influence over people, the enemy was going to come out and he will attack you. So I'm like, God, would you put a restraining order on the devil, man? You know what I'm saying? This holding him back, let us go after people and reach them for the good news of Christ. Now, you may be sitting there going, well, man, Pastor, really, the, the devil ain't really bothering me. That's because you're not in the game. Because the moment you step out in the field and you start standing up for Jesus, speaking for Jesus, talking about Jesus, loving people like Jesus, asking him for favor, his grace be upon you, his hands anointing and using you, and everything begins to grow around you, you better watch out. The devil will take notice. And when he takes notice, he's going to come after you. That's why we pray, God, would you protect us? God, keep us from the evil one as we stay focused on your word, as we stay focused on the path, as we stay focused on you. And you know what's amazing about this? God answered his prayer and then it stops. I mean, I wish we could follow it up and say, how did it go, Jabez? Did God change your name? Did you change your name? You're no longer pain now? What influence did God, how did he supernaturally, I wish we could go and know the rest of the story, but we don't. All that we know is that God answered his prayers, which means this, his motives and his heart must have been pure. And it came from brokenness for himself, for his country, and for the people who are surrounded around him. And guess what? God took this individual who prayed for himself, which you may think seems to be selfish. God, give me favor. God, bless me. God, enlarge my... But coming from a pure heart and motive, God said, absolutely, that's what I'll do. And so that's my prayer going into 2022, is that you will get before God over the, before this year ends, before we kick off a new series, and you'll get before God and you say, God, check my heart, check my motives. And I pray that the year 22 is gonna be the year of favor in my life, your grace. God, you're gonna give me influence in my life to the people around me, my business, my church, doesn't matter. We're praying for God to enlarge everything around us. God, we're praying that you will increase our influence, that God, that your hand will be upon us, that we'll walk in power everywhere we go. And God, you'll protect us. You and I know we cannot predict what a year holds. The last two years have turned the whole world upside down. No one predicted that, but God knew. And so since we have no idea what 2022 holds, we do know the one who holds the whole world in his hand, 
And so we're going to trust Him. And we're going to beg Him to do something great in our lives. And if you will, here's what I'm believing and declaring. I believe this. I believe God's going to show up. And I'm going to be the year 2022 is going to be a year of favor. And God's just going to restore what has been stolen, restore what has been broken, bring healing to and repair those things and hearts be mended. And the church is going to grow. I'm just believing it. Got to believe it. Because that's one of our values here at Bear Life Church. We believe the best is yet to come, which means we're hopeful that God is going to do something great. And so what I'm going to ask you to do, if you would just for a moment, if you would just bow your head wherever you are, unless you're driving, don't bow your head if you're driving, please keep your eyes open on the road. If you're listening to this, and I want you to pray this with me. You don't have to pray it out loud. I want you to pray it for yourself. I want you to pray it for your family. And please, I want you to pray it for our church. That God would do this and grant these requests according to His name and His perfect will. Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you that you've made a way that, Lord, with boldness through Christ Jesus, we can come to you. We can enter your presence because we have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. And God, as we enter your presence, we come with a pure heart. God, as your word said, who can enter but those with clean hands and pure heart? God, we come with the pure motives as we can. A clean heart, Lord. And God, we beg you to do what only you can do. We're gonna, we're gonna pray what your servant Jabez prayed. And I pray you do a motive check in our own lives. But God, as we pray for behalf of Better Life Church, God, would you, oh God, bless us. God, would you grant us favor in the schools, universities, the counties, the workplaces this whole region of Eastern Kentucky. God, would you give us favor everywhere we go? God, as we send gifts out here at the end of the year to bless organizations, to help the homeless, to help children, to help repair what has been broken, to help even pay off medical debt, Lord. Lord, I pray that this, even through that favor, God, that you would draw men and women to yourself and lives will be changed. God, would you expand our borders, our territory. Lord, I know we're launching out into the Ashland, but God, don't stop. We're going to keep following you, Lord. It's, not, it's going to be bigger than this Boy County. I pray it spills over into Huntington. God, it even goes over into Ohio and the south part of the eastern Kentucky. God, would you keep moving? God, go west. Go to Mount Sterling, Lord. And go up to Mays. But in this whole region, would you begin to just expand our border? Because, God, we declare that we will lift up Jesus. And you promised us, God, that if we will lift up Jesus, that you will draw all men and women to yourself. And that's the prayer of our heart. God, would your hand please be upon us. God, all this is in vain if you're not with us. God, every step we take, everywhere we go, will your power and your presence be with us. As your servant Moses cried out, God, if Yahweh, if you don't go with me, I'm not going. God, we want to go where you go. Show us where you're working and God, send us there. God, the answer is yes, we'll go. We'll do what you want us to do. We'll go where you want us to go. We'll say what you want to get. You say, we'll send what you want us to send. The answer is yes. You just tell us, Lord. And may your hand be upon us. And Father, we know the devil has already taken notice of what you're doing here through Bear Life Church. God, the devil's already up trying his best to destroy your work but nothing can stand against you. God, you will build your church. Lies will be exposed. The enemy will be destroyed. 
And God, we just believe that you fight our battles. This is how we fight ours. We just talk to you. The, the victory is ours. The victory is yours. That you've already won the battle. And so God, we're just gonna trust you as you grant favor and you protect us. God, would you protect your people? Will you protect your church? And God, will you continue to build the church by lifting up Jesus in our student ministry, in our college ministry, in our kids ministry, in our outreach? God, this is bigger than better life. It's not about us, it's all about you. And we pray as we yield that we will be your hands, that we will be your feet. And Father, as we close, I'm reminded of Ephesians 3.20. God, you say in your word, now to all the glory who was able through his mighty power that works within us, is able to accomplish infinitely more than we can even ask or imagine. So God, I pray what we pray, you can do infinitely more through your church. Do something so big, God, in 2022 that only you can get the glory for it and only you can get the credit. We love you, Jesus. For it's your name we ask and we pray. Amen.